0: say this the word of god is truth if i live the word i will be blessed if i don't i won't it's just that simple hallelujah you can be seated i just want to give you an update pastor stanley is uh, as we speak my husband's taking him to the airport in chicago that's where he flew in and he will fly back today he will get home on wednesday <laughs> On our Wednesday, uh, well, actually late our Tuesday night, but uh, couldn't get all the way into Yay where he goes. He has four flights, so you can keep him in your prayers. Uh, that's a long uh, – that's really a long trip, that one is. And uh, But he was very thankful for everything here in the States that he experienced, but he was ready to go home. He said, I- I'm ready to go home. And uh, even though where he calls home is so much different than what we have here, um, his one thing that he would say – when we would take him out to eat he would say does anybody cook here at home do people eat in their houses and uh and then the one night we took him uh to a newer place in town and and uh, he just handed us back the menu and said there's too much i can't i can't even choose i, I don't know what to choose they don't get a variety in what they eat and so uh we would pick his he, he would tell us what he would like and uh, chicken or you know what he would what, what he felt like eating he loves our pizza he <laughs> so he loved our pizza party last sunday night for those of you who came and uh he really enjoyed being with the children and uh he's just an awesome uh man of god that really has such a humble heart and has so little in comparison to what we have, but because of what he has in Christ, he is rich. He is rich, and that comes through when he ministers. He ministered to the student uh, students over in Blaze on Wednesday night. He ministered with the children. And uh the children had the the most fun questions for him, and he answered every one of them, not one of them, even though time was running out he would he would make sure they all got to answer their questions so um it was really a, a very awesome time. I know god's got lots of things planned for those of you who weren't here last Sunday we do we were able to uh, raise the fifty thousand. We didn't, God did. Supernaturally, a person matched the 25,000, up to 25,000. And so we have that. So his home, they'll start building on November 9th, as soon as he gets home next week. And uh, now that's a building process. You know, it's not like America, but uh, they'll, you know, be ordering things and getting them and keeping everybody on track. So he will have a home. Uh, hopefully after, just after the first of the year. And and I know he was thrilled about that, thrilled about all the finances that were raised to do all the projects that they have for the children. And uh, I think they'll dedicate his home, my husband said, probably about March. And so uh, that'll be a great, a great, great celebration for him. It's been a long time in coming. But um, the other thing I wanted to tell you, he has seven children. You know, he has four of his own. Uh, that are 12 and 10 and I think about seven and then a littler one that's about four and then of course blessing is the one they found in the dump and she's six and then he just uh, took in another little girl who is six that both of her parents had died and then they had moved her to somebody and her life wasn't what it needed to be there so he took her but long ago he took his brother-in-law's daughter. And so she's 14. So he has, he has seven children from 14 to four. And, uh, and it's a busy house. It's a busy house when they're all there. So, uh, he, his wife will enjoy that home. Amen. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about overcomers. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am an overcomer. (laughs) Now, if you're born again, you can truly say, I am an overcomer. Now, that isn't based on what you see today in your circumstances. Uh, you know, really, um, Pastor Stanley's circumstances aren't ours, but he's an overcomer. It's, uh, so what, you, what that word means is not what you see with your natural eyes. It's what you know in your heart. And so, you know, an overcomer is what you are on the inside. But if you know something on the inside, eventually it will show on the Outside, because God always changes from the inside out. But I want to read to you today from 1 John chapter 5, and this is what it says. Uh, for whatever, this is verse 4 first, for whatever is born of God everybody say born of God yes. what does that mean? That means if you're what we uh, call born again if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you believe he was the son of God, he came to earth He his blood was shed for your sins and you accept that in your life, he rescued you from a destination of hell because that was our destination before Jesus, if you believe he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He lives forever. He was the first raised from the dead, it says in the Bible. And because of him, we overcome. Amen? So if you're born again, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, the world is anything that we see, uh, anything we read about. Uh, of course, we're in a, a pretty precarious position, I think, as a nation. Uh, but also in the world, uh, nobody really knows uh, the things that the enemies working out there except God and the people who are listening to God. Everybody say listening to God. Those who are listening to God, God will show them. The Holy Spirit shows us things that are to come. So it's a really, really good time to be listening to what God is saying and to be in that position of being born again. Because it is the in that position, you have power to overcome anything that comes into your life. Jesus said in, I think it's 1631 of John, he said, uh, be of good cheer. You will have tribulation. There is tribulation right now all around us, just like uh, Kelly spoke when she shared after worship. There is darkness. Everybody say darkness. And it seems to be exploding, like it says in Isaiah 60. However, it says in that scripture, John 16:31, Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so when he overcame the world, then because we are connected and we're born of God, we overcome the world. And the rest of the scripture says, and this is the victory. Everybody say victory. Turn to your neighbor and say, I do have victory. Now, we're not talking circumstances. We're talking about what you believe in your heart. I have victory. That has overcome the world. It's my faith. Your faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things may be not Yet seen. I like to say I added that little word because what you can't see right now doesn't mean you're not going to see it because God is always working and hastening to perform that word. And I don't know about you, but after all my years of serving God, hastening is not quite as fast with God as it is with me how many of you'd like to see him hasten just a little bit quicker in those things but the word of god is truth and so according to god's timetable he is hastening to perform his word in every situation and while that's taking place then we live as overcomers regardless of the situation in revelations 12 and you know there's a lot um out there right now about you know jesus could come any day well you know i believe that he could for sure i don't know when he's coming my scripture is the one that says when he comes be sure you're doing what he told you to and as long as we're doing that we're committed to that then when he comes you know we'll just go right up into into heaven with him however there's going to be a lot of people who don't make that And I believe that's where our responsibility comes, that as the church in the day we're living in, we are set on the earth for a purpose. And it's not just for. Uh, people out there it's for your own family it's for h- how many of you have family members that really need intercession they they really need your prayers uh, we're going to be praying tonight here we're going to pray for the next four sunday nights part of that prayer is going to be for people to be saved people in our families people that we work with how many of you have a few at work that you'd like to see you know get a little <laughs> information from God instead of what they're operating on right now well god God wants to do those things and I believe if we we listen to his spirit. He'll show us how to pray. It says the Holy Spirit will show us how to pray. And we will pray the word of God that will bring that to pass because we overcome. Everybody say we overcome. So what do we overcome? Well, we overcome the works of the enemy that he's trying to do in the earth because the enemy is always working too. It says in Revelations 12:10. then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have Come. All of that has come for the accuser of our brethren who accuses them before our God day and night has been cast down. Now, that's something to shout about, church. That is. That means the devil has been cast down. What does that mean? He has been stopped by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, it says they overcame him. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony, and not loving our lives to death. What does that mean? That means not putting what we desire ahead of what God desires. That's what that means to me. Not loving our life or the things that we see that uh, we'd like to do or have, but loving the things that God has for us and for others more than that we love ourselves. It says in in 2 Timothy 3 that in the last days people will be lovers of self more than lovers of God. When people go to that place, they lose their testimony. They lose their testimony because it becomes more about them than it is about the things of God. I don't know about in your house, but um, in, in, in my house, which I consider my house to be my whole family, those that are older than me, those that are younger, sisters, brothers. I mean, I have a big family. How many of you have a big family? Maybe you don't have a big family. Maybe you have a small family. But when that trumpet sounds, I want to make sure they're all on the boat. Going where I'm going now, how they're acting is not my business. I want to make sure they're saved. Everybody say saved. And there are times where people are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. But I'm not the one to say, well, they're not going to heaven because they're doing this. I just believe that the first key of all keys is salvation. When people are saved, they can hear from God. They become his sheep, the Bible says, and they hear the voice of God. If people are not hearing the voice of God right now, then they're listening to a lot of other voices. And I don't know about you, but I've been hearing a lot of voices out there uh, that seem to have information that sounds right, but it's not the truth. Everybody say not the truth. And it won't save people. It won't deliver people from the evil that's out there. We we can elect the next president and believe God that he will do what God would have him do, but he will not save us. Our president will not save us. Our governor will not save us. Political figures cannot save us. Only the blood of Jesus has saved us. But we are in a position, because we're overcomers, to bring salvation to others because we are the the born-again people that god's placed in the earth for such a time as this and the other morning i woke up and i um i always ask god if i know that i'm going to be sharing and bill was taking pastor stanley today up to o'hare and um so i knew that i would be preaching and i had been asking god to give me a word that's for now you know there's there's lots of things you can preach for the from the word of god all the time because the word of god's full of truth and all this word Profits us, no matter who, who's teaching it. But I, I heard this, out of the woods, out of the woods. And then it was like I could see breadcrumbs being dropped, and God was directing people how to get out of the woods. And, um, you know, when you say somebody's out of the woods, like if they've been ill and they're in the hospital, and they get them to a place where they're no longer at risk, you know they're in a more stable condition they they say medically they're out of the woods well that means that uh, out of the woods is a idiom but it means past a critical phase Uh, out of the unknown, freed from previous state of uncertainty, danger, difficulties, or trouble, free of a hazardous situation. And then the last uh, definition there was in a position of safety and security. Well, the only place today that's safe and secure is in Christ, is in the Lord. Just what Kelly read out of uh, Psalm 91. And as I saw that, uh, the Lord began to speak to me about the people who are unsaved, You know, when people are not born again, they have no revelation. It says in first Corinthians chapter two, they cannot understand the things of God. So what do we do as a church? What do we do to bring salvation, which is the number one call of the church? Our number one call is to be watchful, to be alert, to know what's going on, and then to be the people who pray and bring forth the will of God into the earth. That means we pray for those that are lost that's that's a commission that we have to pray for the lost i believe these sunday nights when we're praying things are going to happen now we may not see them the minute they happen uh but they are going to happen because god's word is true people are going to come out of the woods Uh, my husband and i've talked a lot about this because he's he's very much in the end of the end time study i i i'm i'm more the part of our um call that's concerned about right now where people are making sure that they're ready for whatever's coming how many of you know you have to be prepared and uh, i don't know about you but the more i read the more i see the messages that god has given this church for the last 11 months and we're getting ready to go into a new year last 10 months all our preparation everybody say preparation uh and and what We're in preparation for is beginning to increase in the earth. The darkness is getting greater. You know, um, last week, or maybe it was the week before last, I had my granddaughter. She was helping me decorate my porch. And um, I I just put little scarecrows and stuff out front, you know, for for this time of year. So she was helping me. And when we got done, she always watches uh, Disney uh, channel at on channel 38 on the table uh, and she always says to me grandma 38 and so she's old enough now I just give her the, the control you know and she gets 38 going that's the only number she's allowed to watch <laughs> so 38 it is and uh, so she's watching her little shows and usually they're singing and it's just kids doing stuff and I went ahead and I was busy and then I came in and I sat down with her and she crawled up on my lap and we're starting to watch and I'm thinking these aren't the same people. I mean, are we on 38, you know, because, and I looked and she was on channel, I mean, 38 and a, uh, I thought, well, what are they doing? Well, all of a sudden all this black started coming and these two little girls holler, the darkness is coming. The darkness is coming. So I hit off <laughs> on my thing. I said, we're not watching this. Uh, this is, this is not what we watch. We are not in the dark. We are in the light, Molly. And uh, she goes, well, my mom says I can watch 38. I go, yes, but your mother does not know what is on 38 today. <laughs> and so <laughs> when I got home, I said, the Channel 38 has got something wrong. And she said, oh, yeah, Mom, right before Halloween, they show all this real scary witchcrafty stuff. And she said, she's not allowed to watch it. I said, well, I t- I didn't have the information, but we did get it off. Uh, but the enemy's always working. Everybody say, always working. And darkness is increasing under, I believe, the, the title of entertainment. Uh, it's very much in entertainment. And so we have to be careful that we stay out of the woods. You know, once God delivers us from evil, that's what the Bible says. We've been delivered from evil because we're born again. Well, then we have to be aware that we don't get back in that position. And, uh, the Lord began to speak to me about uh, getting saved and then following Jesus will keep us out of the woods. It will keep us out of the way of harm. Um, if we get into trouble and get in the woods, then we need the light of the word of God to get out of the woods. But God will get us out of the woods. How many of you have ever been gotten out of the woods? <laughs> I mean, even as a believer. And then uh, he'll get us back on track. You know, some people get into the woods again because they get off track. They they follow a wrong thing. and they get. And then lastly, we get wisdom and understanding when we get out of the woods. When you are in the woods, have you heard the saying that says, you can't see the forest for the trees? What that means is circumstances around you, uh, all the details seem so big that you can't really see the big picture. And only God can show you the big picture. Because everything that is, if you look at our world today, everything around us, whether it's in the television realm, you know, there's hardly anything you can watch on television anymore. If you go on the internet, you have to be very specific about which button you push because there's evil infiltrating every arena. Of of life in a much bigger way than it has been in the past at least that's from my perspective and I've lived a while so i, I I'm, I'm, I'm really believing that we have to get this in our heart we are overcomers. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Because these things, when they come this week, uh, there was a young man who came to the church. His mother uh, came here years ago when he was a little boy. And uh, Derek was uh, probably, when he first came, maybe three, three or four. And uh, we ministered to his mom a lot during that time. She went through a really bad time in her life. Uh, and, And she has not been here for quite a while. She was in and out for a while and then... And then she went back in the woods, you know, and once you get in that woods, you get in too deep in that woods, you know, it's only God can pull somebody out of that place. But her little boy was here for a period of time and he would go to children's church and he was in a place where he heard the word in from the nursery on and um, his mom this week, we got a call from him and he was crying and he said, my mom is dying and she's in the hospital. And can can you pray? Well, here's this little boy who's not been in church, but when he was a little boy, he got out of the woods. You know, he, he heard the word of God. He knew the word of God. And when he got in trouble, he knew where to go. And so he came that night, and I was walking with Pastor Stanley from the children's area over to the blaze. And there he was standing in the corner over by uh, the preschool here. He was standing there just like this. And I went up, I said, hi, Derek. And he didn't know that I would even know him. He said, you know me? I said, oh, yeah, I know you. Because, you know, if you're the pastor over the flock, God causes you to know. I may not always remember a name, but I know who belongs in that flock. And I went up and I said, I heard about your mom, and we're going to pray for her. Are you coming in? And he kind of went like this. Well, I went on with Pastor Stanley. He never came in the church. But at the end, he came in, and he he found us, Sandy and I were praying with him and he just hugged me and he just sobbed. See, he found, he, he knew where to go to get comfort for his brokenness. It's not me. It's this, but it is the presence of God that he felt here that as a 22 year old boy, even though he hasn't been here since he was probably seven or eight, he knew where to go. So he got out of the woods for that, time and and we're still trying to hold on to him and keep him because how many of you know the enemy's coming? The enemy's coming. His mother was his only source of any kind of hope. And so now she's gone. Joy's gone. He has a sister, but what he's looking for is Jesus because when he got in trouble, he came looking for Jesus. That's what we're supposed to be. That's who we're supposed to be. And as God began to speak this to me, he reminded me of John fourteen six, where it says, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. You know, it says in the Bible, um, in the book of acts that Paul persecuted those who were of the way. Isn't it funny that from the very beginning in the book of acts, Christians, what we believe was called the way, and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If we give Jesus, no matter where people are in their life, if we give Jesus, they will respond. Whether it's at that moment or down the road, there's there's still that seed of Jesus that's been planted in their life. And people are looking for that. In uh, Revelations 117, Jesus said, Do not be afraid. I am he who lives and was dead and am alive forevermore. And I have the keys to hell hell. Death. The Christian in Ma- in Matthew 16, it says, Jesus said, "I have given you the keys." Everybody say, "We have the keys," and so we have that authority and that ability to reach out to people right now. I would ask all of you that you begin to look for the people that God wants to save by your example, by who you are, by how you walk, by how you speak, because I believe they will. They will follow him. They will find him in that place. And I believe we have a great opportunity to do that. Uh, as I was preparing this message in Revelations 3.20, it says, I stand at the door and knock. Any man who opens the door, everybody say opens the door, opens the door. I will come in and I will uh, have fellowship with him. Joyce Meyer on, this is today, her, her November 1st, I went to read it. It says, open the door to Christ. Open the door to Christ and it says, remember the doorknob is on our side. Everybody say the doorknob, the doorknob. is on our side. Now I'm not calling anybody a doorknob, but we do have a doorknob <laughs> that we you've heard know, that expression. You're just a real doorknob, but you know <laughs> but but you know, we have that doorknob. We we are the ones who open the door. Jesus opened the door between heaven and earth. I mean, with his blood, he shed. But now God is standing at the door. He's knocking, not just on the unsaved, but on, I believe, the lives of believers. He's knocking on the door. And the reason I say that, if you look at Revelations, um, first chapter, he identifies to John. Uh, Jesus identifies to John who he was. I have the keys to hell and death. Then he starts talking to the seven churches. Now, those seven churches had seven pastors. When it says the angel, he spoke to the angel. That's the pastor. That's that's the interpretation. So he spoke to the pastors of those churches. These things you're doing right. These things you forgot to do that you are supposed to be doing. And if you do these things to he who does them, he will overcome. All seven churches, same story. Overcome, 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 overcome. Now, right after that is when it gets into what's coming at the end. And I believe God's word right now is to the church. More than to the president. More than to, you know, the, 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 who, who are we going to vote for? Although I think we need to hear who we're going to vote for. But the first thing we need to vote for is Jesus. Jesus and what he wants to do with the church because it is a crucial time for the church this is our opportunity to make sure everybody is on the boat when the trumpet sounds they're going up with us amen and uh, i i have felt a real urgency in this Uh, for myself uh, i know what they're saying about the times and i know i know the scriptures and the prophetic words and how they fit, but my whole vision has become this urgency of people being saved, of, of reaching out to those that are lost and getting them out of the woods. And Jesus said, he, what I saw were these pieces of bread and they, that you follow those pieces of bread and you get out of the woods. Well, you know, the he, Jesus is the bread of life. If we give Jesus, they're going to follow that right out of that darkness and into the light. And that's what brings people to a place where you don't have to say to them, you shouldn't be doing that. They know they shouldn't be doing that. And they have the power to not do it. And God begins to deliver them and bring them into where they're supposed to be. Matthew sixteen twenty four says, anyone who desires to come after me, That's Jesus needs to deny himself. Everybody say deny himself. The biggest problem in the day we're living in, and it says it in second Timothy three is people will be lovers of self more than not. They won't love, not love God. They just love themselves more. And it says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And I believe God is trying to lead the church through through words that are coming all over the church from people. But especially uh, at this time that we're in, if the trumpet is about to sound, how many of you know somebody who needs to get saved really quick? Yeah. And we want them to be there. Um, I felt for the Sundays of November and uh, my husband and I were talking about to have testimonies of people's lives that, you know, sometimes how, how many of you remember when you got saved? But how many of you can honestly say, well, yeah, I remember. but I'm, I remember I was a lot more excited when it happened than I am today. <laughs> There's been a lot of life since that and where I am today. Yes, that, that's true. But God wants us to live in that place so that we're drawn to lead others to that place. And if we're living in that excitement, somebody will surely see it. Like Derek, when he came, you know, he saw life in, in, and he, he just melted into that life. I had another lady call me this week and she said, could we just have lunch? And they used to come here. God did a miracle in their lives. An absolute miracle years ago. He, this man, I'm in the park and, uh, this man gets out of his truck, comes over to my car and says to me, I'm in trouble. I need help. And I don't usually talk to men in the park. In fact, I've had the Holy Spirit say, back it out and go. And I back it out and go right then. Bible in the lap and everything. I'm out. But I just knew and I looked at him. I said, well, I could pray with you. And I prayed with him. He was about to lose his business, lose his home, lose everything. He did lose his business. He managed by the grace of God to save his marriage. It was a miracle of God. And he, to this day, knows Jesus did that. And his wife knows it. But people get busy. So she called me and said, could we have lunch? And I went to lunch. She goes, I know I need to get. I've been busy. She's still in the word, but she's not connected like she was. How many of you know you got to be connected? Do you know it says in Hebrews, now I've gone to preach and I've lost all my time. But Tiffany, come fast. Um, <laughs> It says in Hebrews that people should not forsake the assembling of themselves together. All of you know that, right? But do you know the rest of it? Much more so as the day approaches. We are there. And the church has got to begin to hang out together, to be together. But I asked Tiffany, because I know Tiffany from when she was younger. She's still beautiful and young. But, you know, you see people up here who are... um, they worship, they're worshipers, and you, you, that's all you see. But all of us have a, a story, amen, a testimony. And uh, I asked her to give her testimony, and uh, you take this. I don't need that. <laughs> you know, first service, I preached with this thing on and a microphone. <laughs> it gave everybody a good laugh. They were all paying attention to see if I'd ever get it. I wonder why this section over here was laughing at me. Next time, holler out, ding-dong, put down the microphone. <laughs> but anyway they they had the right one recording but um when did you get saved
1: um i got saved when i was younger um i've always been in church since i was about five i think um but never really understood what that meant um and then i think probably about when i was 19 um after i had my second son um is when i gave my life back to god and um really got serious about it
0: and uh what where were you what was your woods like
1: um well at that time um, i was just you know living for the world drinking partying um looking for love in all the wrong places <laughs> yeah.
0: you could write a song
1: <laughs> <laughs> and well you know and <clears throat> just doing all these things to try to fill the emptiness and the void, um, in my life, trying to get the attention that I've always wanted, never got, you know, growing up. And, um, uh, so that's what I was doing.
0: <laughs> and, and how, what happened? How'd you get saved?
1: Um, I what, mean,
0: really commit your life. What happened?
1: Um, well, those things weren't working for me no more. They were, you know, wasn't keeping me happy anymore, um, And I knew I needed something more, and I knew what that was. Because, you know, like I said, I grew up in church. And my mom, you know, she kept telling me, Tiff, you just need to come back to church. Just come back to church, you know. And I was like, all right. And then, you know, I wouldn't come. And then finally, you know, I knew, okay, I have to, you know, that's, I was depressed, and, you know, I didn't know what to do. And um, I was like, I got to go to church, because I know that God's the only one that can help me out of this. And so
0: I started coming back to church. Gave my life back to God, and then what? What was it that started moving you forward? Like caused you to follow after um, you got out?
1: The mentoring class, um, uh, Victory by Virtue. Um, they just they they taught me uh, that class taught me so much about um, who I was in Christ, who I really was, and not uh, wh- who I was because of my past or where I came from or how I grew up or whatever it was because of what Jesus did for me and how God seen me and how much he loved me. And that, um, enabled me to, um, it set me free, you know,
0: from a lot of things. And where is it that like, um, where you hear from God, like spend time with God? Where? Um,
1: well, I pray, and read my Bible as much as I can, but with six kids, it's kind of hard, <laughs> but, um, so I, I do it through worship, you know, um, doing my dishes, worshiping, um, driving to work, driving wherever, worshiping. Um, you know that's my way of staying close to God and um, staying strong in him.
0: I said to the first service, you know when I was with Pastor Stanley, I went over to the to the children's area where Pastor Chris is, and uh, they do a lot of worship over there because Pastor Chris is a worshiper and and her two daughters jumped up and led the worship. And then her son, he had the Bible. He was, he was. They were singing the books of the Bible that time, and uh, you, you can tell that her house is full of worship by her children. They're full of worship also. You know, there's a generation coming up behind us, and uh, as we follow God, they follow us. And hopefully, as they follow us, then they'll begin to walk in, in those things as well. Um, this was the other thing. Is have you uh, ever got off track?
1: Um. I never really went back to that lifestyle that I was in, um, but I have, um, got led astray by the, by the lies of the enemy, um, deceiving, you know, like, what'd he say? Um, just fear, you know, words of fear, you know, like, um, This is, you know, this is the way it's going to be. This is, you know, not going to get better. Your children are going to end up like this. You know, um, just a lot of things. Um, You're not called to do this. Um, You are not perfect. You don't deserve to, you know, be up there and worshiping. You know, just a lot of things. Um, But I've learned that he is a liar.
0: The accuser of the brethren.
1: And that Jesus doesn't condemn us. He convicts us, but he doesn't condemn us. And that's not God. And I knew that wasn't God speaking to me so I knew it wasn't the truth. It was a liar was Satan. And so that's how I've kind of got off track. Uh, but um,
0: you're back on. I'm back on. What, what was the hardest time you've had in trying to um, go the direction that God's trying to tell you to go and things coming against you?
1: Um. Well, I went to Phoenix for three years. I thought that was God, and I, I believe it was God. God taught me a lot there to trust him because I had nobody, I had no family, no friends, no one to, you know, just call on. You know, I could call them on the phone, but it wasn't the same just to go and be able to talk to them and, and you know, no more my mom, no more Pastor Pam, <laughs> no none of that, you know? <laughs> And um, so, in that time, I really learned to trust God and um, rely
0: on Him. Um, what was the question? I got off track. It, no, no. How? What? How? When you got in that position, that was the hardest thing that you faced to get to stay strong. Yes. Yeah. How did you stay strong?
1: Um, I I stayed in His Word. Um, fo- kept my focus on Him. I um, try not to look what was going on around me um, just to focus on who he was, what his word said and to believe that, to trust that Um, and then um, when God told me to come back here, that was hard too because my husband (laughs) didn't want to come back here and that meant that I had to leave him and that meant I was going to be alone. Again, I mean, I had my, you know, like I was coming back to my church, had my mom, but I knew that God didn't want me to depend on that no more, you know. And I did depend on Him a lot once I went down to Phoenix, you know. Um, but when I when He told me to come back here, that was kind of hard because I thought, you know, again, the lies of the enemy saying, "Well, what's going to happen to him? What's he going to do?" You know, I said, "Well." that's in God's hands, not, you know, that I can't control that, you know, and he's in God's hands and I have to trust. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to do be obedient and do what he's telling me to do. Cause I know that he will take care of the rest.
0: Come here, Israel. <laughs> <laughs> this is called, this is your life. <laughs> we have a couple of minutes. Are you glad you're back here, Israel? I am. Yeah. Are you glad to have a wife that follows Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when the enemy's pulling on us, it's good to have somebody who's standing the gap. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. This couple's called of God. They are called of God. And uh, I believe they're here by a divine appointment. And he's the best daddy going. I'm telling you, he's a great daddy. And she's a great mama. And their children are a reflection of their family. Amen. I'm going to ask you guys to pray for people today. How many of you have some people who are not saved that really you're concerned what's going to happen? Should that trumpet sound? Let's stand. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you today for every person here. I thank you for Israel and Tiffany. I thank you, Lord, that you did direct them back here, and I thank you that they're here. I thank you that you're showing them daily the things that they're supposed to do, but I also know that they've they've had to walk a hard walk and had to make choices and decisions that have been hard for both of them, but, but they're on track because Jesus got them out of the woods, delivered them, delivered them, set them free. And uh, Israel, why don't you pray for all the men of our church, that they would... Um, follow Jesus the way they're supposed to how many of you know some men that need to really uh, step up right now just they need to step up how many of you know some guys like that yeah and that's not condemnation that's a devil he's out there trying to take away the strong men that God has placed in the earth for such a time as this go ahead Israel
2: thank you my heavenly father that you know the heart of every man thank you my heavenly father that you know us before we were even born I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are the one who leads us, who keeps us strong. You already have given us this position to be teachers to our kids, to be a strong man in this world, to learn how to survive, how to provide. And I pray, my Heavenly Father, for every man, every soul that you know, Father, what they're going through, that you know how the enemy knows how to get to them. But I know, Father, that you're the one who keep us strong, that you are our shield, our strong tower, that you're the one to keep us safe. And no matter where we go or what we do, you're always with us. And I just pray, Father, for every man that you know how the mind is weak, but you are strong, Father, and you are the one who keep us strong. And I just pray, Father, that you give them wisdom, knowledge, power, Father, and that you keep us and the road and the straight path that you want us to be. I just pray, my heavenly Father, that every man out there knows that you are the one and that they will worship you, thank you, and that you will show them through people, through whoever, that you will get a hold of them and that you will let them know that you are their God and that they're not alone and that you will always be with them. And the enemy has no power, nothing against us because you're with us. In Jesus' name I pray, and I say amen.
0: Amen. And why don't you pray for for families, for homes, where, and children especially, okay, that need to come to Jesus, because we know young people, there's a lot of young people out there, they're hunting for the real deal, amen? Jesus is it.
1: Go ahead. Father God, I just pray for every family um, in this church, and for every family that's out there. In this city, Lord God, you know about every single one of them. And Lord, I just pray that a hedge of protection over them. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. And I thank you, Father God, that you are leading them. You're leading them to uh, the light, Father God, which is us, the church, Father God. Lord, help us to rise up, Father God, and to be who you called us and created us to be, Lord. Help us to see who we are, Father God, as mothers, as fathers, as grandmas, as grandpas, as aunts and uncles, Lord. Show us our part that we play in that, Father God. Show us the words to speak, Lord. Show us the things that we're supposed to do, Father God. Give us the courage to rise up and do them, Father God. And I just pray, Father God, that your bringing hope to every family, that you are bringing restoration to every family, Father God, including mine, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that every day is a new day, Father God, and that you are making all things new, Father God, and that you're using all things together for our good. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Let's give the Lord a hand this morning, amen. Let's go out with this. Uh, let's go out with this confession over our lives this morning. Say, thank you, Father. I am an overcomer. I have the victory. Say it, brother. Say, I have the victory. I'm an overcomer. My best days, they're straight ahead. Cause the Greater One, He's living in me. I have His wisdom. I have His protection. I have his provision in Jesus' name. Let's all bow our heads for just a moment this morning. All across the room this morning, uh, if you're here, uh, maybe you would say, Pastor Pam... My life is not right. Maybe you're here this morning, you feel far from God. You recognize that you're not right with him. Maybe you've allowed some things into your life that uh, you would recognize those things will be a barrier between you and your heavenly father who loves you. Today is your day. That's why you're here this morning. Amen. God brought you here. Uh, Today's the day for you to get back on the right path to come out of darkness and into God's glorious, wondrous light for you. So all across the room this morning, if that's you here and you need prayer and your life and you'd say pastor pam that's me i feel far from god want to be close to him this morning we want to pray with you so all across the room could you lift your hand this morning if that's you and we will pray together anyone yes ma'am back there anybody else yes sir anybody else amen well sister thelma can you pray with that young lady back there thank you sister Amen. Let's all pray this prayer together this morning. Amen. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. I have sinned. I've made mistakes. But I thank you, Lord, for your great love for me. My faith is in Jesus. And I receive what you've done for me. Through faith, your salvation brings new life to me. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord in Jesus name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning. One more time. God bless you all. Be blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.